0: Weirdo Weirdo Bookworms bookworms Unite! Unite. Do your reading tastes range from dystopian sci-fi to middle-grade fantasy? Dark
1: psychological thrillers to gory body horror? From YA paranormal swords and sorcery? Extraterrestrials? Murder? Mayhem! And beyond! Then we want to share our love of reading with you! Welcome home. Happy October, genre junkies! Hello,
0: genre junkies! The it is best, spooky October, most,
1: a wonderful a time of <laughs> <laughs> the year.
0: We're taking it back. We're if Christmas back. is going to encroach on, on 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 on, I almost said Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanksgiving encroaches on on Halloween. I don't know.
1: Well, I think Christmas is really the bigger culprit that encroaches on both holidays. Yes. Um, Especially Halloween. Like, (laughs) I just feel like the Halloween stuff, it just explodes and then it gets shorter and shorter every year. Um, I largely blame the Hallmark Channel.
0: It's, I mean, the Hallmark Channel had Christmas movies in July,
1: didn't they? Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't like it, man. <laughs> I feel like it's a conspiracy <laughs> against Halloween. So this is the most wonderful time of the year for us horror and spooky people, um, and those of us who enjoy that, and those of us who enjoy Halloween and autumn. Who doesn't love autumn? Don't we all love fall?
0: Um, you we know, fall. I start, I start missing the sun. I'm not uh, a heat person.
1: Yeah, but I start missing the sun. And you like leaves changing? I do.
0: Although this may be. The very last time that we fall back forever, forever. I mean, it still needs to be you know signed off by the president and go through a few other steps. But this literally may be the last daylight saving time, or I guess it would be the when we go when we come back to daylight saving time, or or whatever time we're in right now.
1: I'm getting very confused. It may
0: be the last time.
1: The time. We say time anymore. Time. (laughs) Um, Isn't that song time? (laughs) So Scott, um, is no secret he's mentioned on the show before, gets a bit seasonally depressed. Yeah. So this, and I know a lot of people do. Check on your seasonally depressed friends out there.
0: Yeah, it's more common than you think. It's hard. It is hard when the days start getting shorter and yeah, you wake up and it's dark and you're yeah, done with work and it's dark. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Speaking of time. Yeah. Let's talk about the elephant in the room, shall we?
1: We've um It has been a long time, <laughs> time.
0: <laughs> since we've released an episode.
1: Lots of reasons for that. Um first of all, we were traveling.
0: Yes, we we had a uh, we had a travel trip. We got away. Yep. Um, We also recorded an episode that you will never hear. It will now go in the history of, of, of lost episodes of genre junkies. Even
1: after all these years, we occasionally do an episode that we are not happy with. Yep. But because of time and energy and inclination, we can't always re-record it or read something else. Yep. I mean, you guys are readers, so you know what it's like, like. You can't just like it's not like watching a movie or something where it's like, oh, this will take a couple hours tops. It's like, no, like, you know, this is a longer process to read. Yeah.
0: And and I also felt like with the with the book in particular, which we won't go into details of which one it was. I just didn't. We we both we both agreed that we didn't think that even doing a a, a re-record on the episode, we were really going to be happy with the discussion. Sometimes it's just
1: it's just not working. And that's rare for us. It's really frankly rare. It is very but it rare. happens. Yes. And we
0: have record re recorded episodes before. Yeah. It's like, uh, we don't really like the way that went. Let's you know, let's let's go back and and, and rediscuss it. Yeah. Um this and it's one- not
1: over like context necessarily. Like because it's okay if we don't like a book, or it's okay if we both don't like it, or if we one of us really doesn't like it. Like that's not that's not really the point.
0: But the point of our show is is we want to get the right books into the right people's hands. And we didn't feel like we were doing justice in the particular case. We didn't really have the words to necessarily discuss it in a way that we felt was enjoyable, entertaining, or uh, productive.
1: Yeah. So it's gone. It's gone. (laughs) But you know what? It's kind of like a good time of year for it because now we're in October. Now we're in the right. horror month. We're in, you know, the good times roll. We've got a little mini Sode. We've got this episode. We're going to have another horror episode at the end of the month.
0: Yeah, of course, we had to come back in time for October and, and we're super excited that it worked out. And we are back. And, and as Sandra hinted, there is a mini Sode that's coming out along with this episode. So you're getting a little bit of extra Sandra time in particular this, this week. Devils. And so for those of you who are doing the math, yes, we missed it an episode but there was still a lot of extra time in there um so yeah we did some traveling and we missed an episode i will just also state out there that uh myself particularly had a little bit of trouble when it comes to the internet in general um the internet
1: Be an ugly place the
0: internet is an ugly place and everything is fine we're fine um you know everything is is blown over and 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 Totally fine now, but there are some things that happened on the internet, as you all know. We're not really on Twitter anymore. We have a small presence there, but we don't post or look around. Um, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I had, uh, you know, I had a period of time where I wasn't sure if I wanted to be on the internet as a personality at all anymore. And I will just go ahead and tell you, dear listeners, that I have decided I do this show is very important to me uh you our listeners are very important to me but important to us and that's something that i've worked through and we've figured out but um you know be thoughtful and be kind to each other on the internet because I don't
1: believe everything you fucking see on the internet while you're at it yeah for
0: real because uh you can really harm people in more ways than just, you know, being a faceless person on the internet. Um, it can be a very dangerous place. Yeah, uh, I'm glad I'm out the other side of the situation. I'm glad that I'm back here with you, Sandra, and with you, all of our listeners. But uh, that... You know, a lot of stuff has happened over the past six weeks.
1: So on a happier note, at the end of the non-spoiler section, before we jump into the break and the spoilers about tonight's book, which is Man Fuck This House by Brian (laughs) Asman. Before we do that, we're going to talk about what's coming up for November, because I know a lot of you have read this book or want to read this book or want to discuss this book. So I want to give you a heads up, a little little like, um, you know, jumpstart on your homework. Um, Also, you guys know we have other productions that Scott produces (laughs) that I am in, like The Cold Show and Spooky Slumber Party. So over on The Cold Show, of course, we talk horror most of the time. We're going to be reviewing Terrifier 1 and 2 this month. And over at Spooky Slumber Party, we have reviewed Barbarian, um, we are going to be talking about Hocus Pocus 2. And uh, I don't know how much I'm going to mention it between all of these programs, but we've also seen Smile recently. Mm. And I finished the Netflix Jeffrey Dahmer series. So there is a lot of seasonally relevant content out there for you to enjoy. And I would love to um, enjoy it with you. Smile. Wow. was a whole can we just talk about it real quick? Sure, let's do it. So smile was a whole thing. My God, see this movie, mm-hmm. see it in theaters if you can.
0: See it in theaters and if you can find a theater where you can see it in Dolby Atmos. You hear it in Dolby Atmos. Y- sure. yep <laughs> <laughs> If you can experience it in Dolby Atmos. I highly recommend it. The sound design is some of the best I've ever experienced. Probably the most memorable to me since Paranormal Activity. Yeah. And uh, although, I mean, I don't want to say better or worse, but definitely different. Uh, And, you know, when we watched it afterwards... And I thought about this while we were in the show, and I commented, it's the first time I felt that way since I first watched Jurassic Park as a young child, terrified having to be removed from the theater. It was so terrifying to me. Smile. Yes, smile. Was so Which you terrifying. did not have to
1: be removed for smile. I did
0: not have to be removed. There were many times where I had to cover my face.
1: <laughs> um, and then I should say a lot of people are kind of, discussing this about smile um it's another one with some heavy subject matter Mm -hmm. trigger warning for suicide you mental health you might not want to you might not be ready or you might need some more spoons that day to watch this one but i'm gonna tell you damn is it worth it and it's um it's really cool it's really cool great job great acted Uh, beautiful art direction in the film Um, if you're really into color and color stories which i am i'm super into like color and visual media um it's a great one for people like us yeah hella hella good and barbarian was also hella hella good but scott didn't see that yet so no i have not okay without further ado let's have a spoiler free discussion of brian Asman's man Man,
0: fuck Fuck this this house. house
1: Is there a better title they're, ever?
0: They're really in the is history it? of books. It does make it kind of hard to talk about with people, though.
1: <laughs> I've heard people call it "man funk." This house.
0: I, it's not even the swear. It's not even the swear. It's just the, you know, the the exclamation of it
1: all. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell you. You read this book cover to cover. I'm a cover to cover always. I read every single piece of everything on a page because y'all know my theory. If they're taking the time to put it in the book, I'm going to take the time to put it in my mind. But <laughs> if they're
0: using if they're,
1: <laughs> they're using the paper,
0: if they're putting it on on tree flesh, then it should be experienced and read.
1: <laughs> but this one definitely read cover to cover. right? And, yeah. and Scott sometimes doesn't. So I was like, you have to. You have to, and he did.
0: Yeah. Um, s- I feel like I just got called out on that. I do. I do usually read the afterwards and things.
1: Uh, Brian Asman, you are a treat, sir. You are a treat. So, really quickly, let's tell you what this book is about. Sabrina Haskins and her family have just moved into their dream home, a gorgeous craftsman in the rapidly growing <laughs> southwestern city of Jackson Hill. Sabrina's a bored and disillusioned homemaker. Hal, a reverse mortgage salesman with a pension for ill timed sports analogies, their two children, Damien and Michaela, are bright and precocious. At first glance, the house is perfect but things aren't what they seem. Sabrina's hearing odd noises, seeing strange things. Their neighbors are odd or absent, and Sabrina's always fraught relationship with her son is about to be tested in a way no parent could ever imagine. Because while the Haskins family might be the newest owners of 4596 James Circle, they're far from its only residence. This book has some really fun little Easter eggs in it for horror fans too, by the way. Um, which some people may have caught. I don't I'm not think sure I, I caught them. I didn't catch them all myself, but um, I'll talk about a, a couple that I remember off the top of my head in the spoiler section. Yeah, Brian Asman, you're a treat. Really, you're just a darn yeah. treat. I like you, and I like this book, and I love his author photo.
0: <laughs> yeah, so this book is an absolute page turner. Uh. You know, I started reading this on a plane. I do not read well on planes, I have discovered.
1: Mm-hmm. Unlike me, who can read in any you moving vehicle. Any You can read anywhere. Anywhere. You can
0: read hanging upside down from a cave in in a place where there are caves.
1: <laughs> um, in fact, I would prefer it. Actually, that's... A, <laughs> you know, that sounds be, like something like, I would next, love to do. A
0: vacation, maybe. Yeah. Um. But even even on the plane, like, I was really sucked into this book. Um, I finished it off the plane just because I'm easily distracted with loud noises uh, page Turner all the way page Turner and yeah you're right what a treat yeah. it's this book goes places I, I promise you you don't expect yes i promise you
1: go in you know blind as possible it's not a long book either what are we coming in at like under 200 maybe like exactly 200 pages so go in as blind as possible right um it's got a fun little cover i mean the book is worth it for the title alone to be on your shelves i feel um this was an absolute page turner for me as well um highly rewarding book uh not super heavy horror i would say like i mean it's gonna make you feel some things emotionally i i think for sure but it's not like
0: it's more fun than than, than like affecting. emotionally wrenching yeah or
1: anything yeah it, it is very fun and funny um and original
0: super original i i mean i cannot emphasize this enough Anywhere where you think this book is going, it's not going.
1: And I <laughs> it's knew it's going somewhere different. I knew I liked this book. I really, really, really liked this book. And I was reading it and I was like, I think Scott's gonna really like this book.
0: You were absolutely right. You like I it. really liked this book. Yay. I really liked it a lot. Um
1: Did you laugh? Did you lull? I was lol. I lull I, lo-
0: I lolled. I lolled I lolled IRL. Um you know there there's this is the like baby whatever this is the kind of horror book I just absolutely love. It is scary. Yeah. It it deals with things that are, you know, relevant to me in a way, uh, but in a way that is that is just like a uh a, a really fun film, you know? Mm. It's something that's just like,
1: oh, that was a that was a rollicking good time. A rollicking um yeah, I I rollicked, I would say. I was I was rollicking in there? Um, let's see. I have a. I screenshotted a picture that I'm going to talk about in the spoiler section. So let me just put, I, I won't talk about it right now. There's um at the kind of chapter breaks, there's like a little haunted house. Um, <laughs> There's a picture of a haunted house that Brian drew <laughs> to. Like there's just like cheesy, cheeky little fun things in this book that make it very enjoyable. Um, Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. So, I don't I don't
0: like to compare authors necessarily but I I was reminded a lot of David Sodergren in this Our dear David the kind of fun playful passionate uh unique storytelling
1: uh yeah they're cut from the same cloth yeah I would say,
0: I would say David, uh i mean david is a little bit more more my, more violent in some respects a little sure. bit more more depraved i bet
1: brian could do that
0: but i i would love to see the two of them write together
1: oh my god can you guys please, please. write together and then you can come on our show and you can talk about how much you love us and how we did this amazing thing for you <laughs> would you just consider it <laughs> um so i don't want to say too much more i think i think we should get ready to head into spoiler section agreed so this is what we can say is this is domestic if you like those kind of you know obviously this is about a family Mm -hmm. domestic horror can be um something very rewarding to explore uh this is and again we said it's funny but it's also creepy and it's original what more do you need? Keep those words in mind and then let's also talk about the audience.
0: I think you'll be surprised by my audience uh score on this one. What is it? I'm going to give this a broad appeal.
1: I'm going to give it a broad appeal as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So this is absolutely written for horror fans for sure. For sure. But uh you know, you said it yourself. It is, you know, a domestic story about a family. Mm-hmm. I am always interested in reading how I'm always interested in how a book or a movie is going to convince me that you know after owning a house, uh, would I actually want to leave it? Because we've discussed before,
1: probably not.
0: N- I mean, I, I'll, I'll fucking deal with it. It's yeah. it's such a it's it's such a pain. Yeah, to so actually funny. finally get there, it's like it's I, a pain
1: if you rent. Let alone if you, well, yeah, oh, if you're tied to the thing. Exactly.
0: I'm always interested to see someone's take and how they would how they would you know, convince me to leave, um, I feel like this book might actually
1: succeed. Scott I have thought about this. If some sort of really bad haunting just suddenly broke out at our condo, we would be like, okay, we need to have a meeting because you're going to do something on the chore wheel or you were going to contribute financially and we're not putting up with this bullshit. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> um. anyway but yeah I think and
0: I think it's it's a level of fun and and relevant to people more than just from a horror setting
1: Well said. I I completely agree. I think that the title will draw in a lot of people. It's you know a relatively short book. It's not a huge investment in your time. So why not give it a chance? You know, if you're not really a died-in-the-wool horror person, I think there's going to be enough in there, or maybe even just something for the spooky season.
0: Yeah. Oh, this is a good just spooky season book, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it really is. Okay, so we're going to hop over into spoilers. But before we do that, we wanted to tell you about November.
0: Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be very excited about the announcement of what we're going to be reviewing in November after the October season. And we need to give you some fair warning because it is a big one. It is a big one.
1: So you <laughs> it's know a we, real big one. I'm about, terrified. We do on average about two episodes a month. So we're going to be doing fantasy next month. And our latter book of the month is the newest from Uncle Stevie, Stephen King's Fairy Tale. Um, it's hefty, and it's, <laughs> it's not hef- horror; Hefty's it's fantasy. a word for it. Yeah, <laughs> you could block a truck with it. <laughs> yeah, you could do a lot of things with a book of that size. But that's what we're going to be reading. So yeah, so that's your little sneak peek.
0: And uh, I have one trigger warning for this book uh, that will that will lead off the spoiler section with.
1: Okay, so those of us who are joining, we will see you over there. And those of us who haven't read it yet, we'll catch up with you later in the month for more spooky season haunts. (laughs) Hey, Bookworm Buddy, don't forget, subscribe, rate, and review. And while you're at it, find us on Instagram at genre junkies.
0: All right, uh, I promised a trigger warning at the beginning of the spoiler section. Uh, For a horror book, I don't feel like there's a lot that that belongs in here. However, there is a very abrupt and very short depiction of uh, suicide in this book that uh, kind of came out of left field for me. I was surprised. So it, it is very brief, very abrupt, but there it is.
1: So I had mentioned that I had screenshotted a page. And this to me was a perfect example of what I really liked about Brian's writing. And this is where we're talking about Sergeant Toby O'Rourke. He's in a squad room and he's thinking about his father. His father had, cop also, 19 years on the beat back in Chicago Pulled the pin early after something happened he never talked about. Thought some mountaineer would do him good. Moved the whole family to Jackson Hill and got a job as a security guard at a local distribution center. Didn't help. Night terrors, random delusions. A whole protracted episode where he kept burying his wife's shoes in the backyard, putting tiny popsicle stick crosses on each grave. Magic markers scrawled with symbols that made no sense to anyone, let alone Toby Sr. Ate his gum three months later. Toby the younger in high school at the time Finished growing up without a father And with the knowledge that deep within his DNA He carried some things that he'd rather not When the initial reports came in He blamed the messengers Pranksters, lunatics, whatever Garden variety nutcases dialing 911 Because a Sasquatch ran through their backyard Allegedly Okay, so first of all, I just I love his writing, I love his style I love how conversational It feels Mm -hmm. And I love how like that's something That (laughs) Helen, dark this trauma that's not funny, it wouldn't be funny in it, real life, yeah, but yeah. when you write about a man wearing <laughs> <laughs> shoes <Jews> with little, <laughs> little graves you can't understand on a popsicle sticks. I like, mean, that
0: I feel like that was a whole short story that he has that yes. he just decided to, to like fit into this book,
1: and that's the fun of dark humor because it's stuff that like wouldn't be funny, except for it's funny in this context, mm-hmm. right? So, um this is a domestic domestic horror, but at its heart, we really are concerned about two characters, and that's Damien and Sabrina. Right. Um. So Damien is obviously, spelled different, I think, but a horror movie reference. There's also- Doctor the Spawn of Satan. Yep. Yeah. There's also- Dr-
0: I mean, the character in this book is the Spawn of Satan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then there's uh, Dr. Saperstein- which is from Rosemary's Baby. Oh! Yeah, and I'm sure there's more Easter eggs that aren't popping to mind, but those were like two that I really loved that stood out. Um, I loved the character of Damien. I thought he was so funny. Very funny and very
0: cute. I I made a joke about him being the actual spawn of Satan, but, uh, you know, he's... He's manipulative and... He's a little genius. But he is a genius. And he's also like really sweet. Like yeah. he still has his SpongeBob pajamas that he sneaks
1: on because it's... You know, and he like, like the narrative around it is like, he doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, but then of course his little character goes through an arc and we really see that he's, he's a good boy. Um, but it's just like his whole thing is like, he's bored He's angry at his mom. He's bored because he's a genius and he's angry with his mom having, um, you know, kind of said something that traumatized him, even though he loves her, right? And she loves him. Mm -hmm. So this kind of launches him on this goal of his little life for years to kind of play the ultimate prank on his mom but um yeah he his little heart is in there and his little heart has a turn and it's very sweet yeah but he's very very funny um i liked zephyr the neighbor
0: i liked zephyr too so i i pictured zephyr um as you know fraggle rock Oh really? I
1: didn't grow up with Fraggle
0: Rock. Oh, that's interesting. In that, that I don't. I actually didn't know that we didn't share that experience. There's a character on Fraggle Rock that I pictured as Zephyr. What is it? So I'm gonna hand you over a picture of her. It's Moki. <laughs> <laughs> She's great. Am I wrong? <laughs> I Zephyr. Sure. That is Zephyr. Yeah. Completely. Just like you know the the long flowing knit. We're just very 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 hippie elder hippie-ish. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, I, I liked Zephyr a lot.
1: I liked Zephyr a lot too. I liked all the characters in this book. Um, so Sabrina is kind of our lead. She's the mom. She's found herself in a position that I think a lot of women find themselves in where they they just were kind of thrown into the nuclear family mm-hmm. and their child rearing and housekeeping um, just really becomes their life and for a lot of people that's very rewarding and for a lot of people that's sometimes rewarding but it can be overpowering and i think one can really lose their sense of self um if it's not fully their where they want to be if it
0: wasn't their their like intention or their goal there's something that 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 is said in this book where she realizes she just didn't know what else to do.
1: Yeah, she was just waitressing it like basically like a Hooters. (laughs) And then like this all just kind of fell into place and she ran with it because it's, you know, quote unquote, what you're supposed to do. So that's kind of what makes her and she's good at it. She's a good mom and she cares about her kids. She loves her kids. She fucks up a little bit here and there, but she's not bad. Um, She makes the ultimate sacrifice Mm -hmm. for her family because she does love them. Um, I don't know that she romantically loves Hal, but she loves him in a family sort of way. Yeah. And that's why when she kind of gets her ending, it's not sad. It's a little sad because her family's gonna miss her and she's gonna miss them. But at the same time, she's kind of, for the first time in her life, Kind of free, and kind of doing what she wants to do. And I found something very bittersweet about that ending.
0: I'm sad for Damien.
1: With Me too, the because they were gonna have they, that. They
0: find like you know, they both finally saw each other yeah. for the first time. Uh, you know, with all of the the walls and facade torn mm-hmm. down, and you know, he had a chance to actually have a relationship with his mother, and and vice oh, versa. My God. And he won't get that.
1: He won't. But at the same time, maybe it's so- maybe sometimes it's good to go out on a high note, you know, where you both are like, we're good. And then that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because House needed her and she... Because it's only going to go back
0: ne- downhill after that, really.
1: <laughs> <laughs> teenagers. Because House needed her and... She needed to be needed in a different way where she had freedom.
0: So yeah, let's talk about that for the people who have not read the book and decided to listen to the spoiler section. Fools. You you fools.
1: So if you don't know what we're talking about, House is a character. Uh, House is a sentient thing. It is
0: a sentient thing that actually can interact with the world in a way. Um, That is where, like, okay, we've read haunted house stories before and seen hot house stories before. We've even experienced things where the house is a character before. Absolutely. Not quite like that.
1: No, not quite like this. This is uh this is bold. This was fun. This was fantasy. Um I loved how the house was using the former tenant who was alive, because that kind of makes me have those like residual haunting vibes. Mm-hmm. House has been using what it knows from former tenants and from television, television and stuff too. So I had told Scott, this is obscure AF. But if you know one of Scott's favorite movies, stay tuned. <laughs> I told him there is elements of the movie stay tuned in this. They're they're kind of R, like, if I, you like that, read this kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
0: even like a little bit of a, I, I mean, it's the same kind of thing as like a WandaVision to bring something a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah. more recent. Something where there is uh there is a character at least, or a or a thematic element to it where it's it's based in the television reality and and the social media reality, the unreality of media. Yeah. Um, and and that is how house sees the world, the outside world, what it's supposed to be like in the house.
1: Right. It was neglected. It was not cared for. Um, like and that made the house sad yeah. because it, the house is a person and it carries that trauma. And Scott and I love to anthropomorphize things. Like that's what we we do that a lot, especially me. Mm -hmm. And so when that actually happens in a story, it's really fun because we're like, ah, I knew it, I knew it. Um, When the house quite literally grows legs, they're not chicken legs, (laughs) but it did give me Baba Yaga and I love that. Um, And I think it's rewarding for a lot of us when the bad guy turns out to not actually be bad. Yeah. House is not bad. He house just, knows what it knows.
0: He knows what it knows, and it and it it loved one of the people in the house who it felt truly appreciated it. Yeah, and wanted to do everything in its power to help her and right. make her happy.
1: Like, how did you what feel when you is, first saw yeah, me?
0: The, I mean, what it thinks is the things that will make her happy is not right. <laughs> it's not correct It's but, a
1: house no yeah
0: but there is actually probably nothing on this planet that loves sabrina more than that house
1: and sabrina loves the house yeah um it's 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 kind of a beautiful little love story i love that the house becomes a cryptid right i love that house plants itself down where it just is sometimes
0: <laughs> i love that I, I love that cryptid now that that that's something i want to become like a real cryptid in the mind.
1: Oh, it's so cute.
0: Of, you know, a living, moving house.
1: Um, it's, <laughs> it is funny when they first realized that to hurt it, you have to hurt the house and all the things they're doing to it. R-
0: ripping yeah. off the towel
1: bar was <laughs> the one that got me. It's just so funny because it's like, it's going like, ow, <laughs> like, it's not nice. <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh. And you know what? The family's gonna be fine. The family's gonna be fine. Sabrina set them fine. up for success.
0: There's a there's an imagery of you know his of of the house's little uh, uh, avatars. Yes, you know of crawling into the crawl space to disappear. But the one in particular is when. Is when he's crawling into the downspout, and you and they it described just him like squeezing his skull in there, and then it like bulging as he moves up. It was just like this great, fun, funny imagery. Like if I feel like if they were to make this a film, all of the effects would have to be claymation. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, I, I want stop motion. I want stop motion uh, special effects for this film. I, I no CGI.
1: I get what you're saying. Um, yeah, and like the fact that is it when he's It's at the end when Doctor Victor Grace is doing the examination and he cuts open. I think it's it's got to be Sabrina, right? Uh, and, no, no, it's Zephyr. It's Zephyr, that's right. And it's dusty mustard yellow cloud rose up from the cavity because it's like insulation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, p- p- doesn't end well for the d- good doctor there. Um, so something else that's really important about this book cover to cover so we have the end of the story we have the acknowledgements we have about this dude which is brian Osmond then we have a post-credit scene credit scene weeks later i have not seen that in a book before me neither and that's where we get our epilogue that um sabrina and house are doing just fine um how hilarious. That How is dare you? Really smart. How dare you put a post-credit scene <laughs> after you're about the author? I mean, most
0: I think I think it's a combination of two things. I think first of all, the story up, you know, the story without the epilogue, without the post-credit scene, mm-hmm. st- ends on its own perfectly well and stands alone perfectly well on its own. Uh at the same time, it's very brave yes! to put your epilogue somewhere where you where you know there will be a percentage of readers yeah. who don't read it. It takes a lot of trust in your story. Yes. It takes a lot of trust in your readers. and But the payoff for having that does really make you feel kind
1: of special to have read it. So um, some other things that Brian Asman has written that we have not read, but we love this. I'm not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> Jailbroke, Nunchuck City, and coming soon, we have... Comic Cons, Return of the Living Elves.
0: These are these are other books?
1: These are other books.
0: That is very funny, and, uh, and at least some of those are very specific references.
1: And then let us also... Be, I'm not even
0: supposed to be here today, of course, being a clerk's reference. Yes.
1: Then let's also not be remiss. The Dedication Pegs. For Toby Hooper, <laughs> Shirley Jackson, and anybody who's ever seen a ghost. I love all those things. Yeah. I love Toby Cooper. I love Shirley Jackson. And I love ghosts and people who see ghosts and talk about ghosts. Then we have before. Just so. And then we have the days of the week.
0: Yeah, the just days of the so week is a really, smart, really way- smart way to do it. It's
1: like sometimes Scott really likes to pick authors brains about plotting and formatting and, you know, kind of the process. And Brian Asman in this one just lays it out for you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I have a feeling he really did probably. This probably started, you know, when he was, when he was, you know, building the skeleton for this story of literally doing a calendar. Like, okay, what happens on this day? What happens on this day? Right. And then it just ended up, I, I would guess it just ended up following the story up until its actual creation. I would be very interested to hear what part, what point of the process that particular uh, style started.
1: Yeah. Um. So. Needless to say, I think we're very impressed with this book. We're very, um, we're quite besotted with Brian Asman and his characters and how he does things. Um, Brian hit us up. I think we are best friends now. Yeah, yeah. Sounds yeah. About
0: right. I think I think it's time to add you into our circle. Fold into the yeah. fold.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Well, so that's about all I can say about it. So for me. I'm going to give this book four towel bars out of five. <laughs> um, you know, for me, I always like a little more gruesome twosome. I always like a little bit more darkness, but I absolutely, you know what? We're going to do four towel bars and a towel to hang it on. <laughs> How's that? Because um, it, it's just good. It's just good. It's just good. And it's enjoyable from start to finish. It left a great taste in my mouth, in my mind.
0: I'm going to give it five towel bars out of five. I love it. I love this book so much. There's nothing about it that I would change. There's so much about it. I would have never expected. Mm -hmm. And I was delighted with every crazy twist character choice and, and, you know, thing that happened in the setting. I think it's, I think it's a great length, believe it or not. Like It is
1: it is a good length for the story.
0: Yeah, it tells it's perfect. Exactly. I'm not saying like, oh, I think it's better because it's short. No, no, no. I mean like uh, I appreciate that this was the story that needed to be told. This was how long it took to tell it. And here's everything you want. And I'm out.
1: It feels deliberate. And
0: do I want more? Absolutely. But it it's just so perfect in like you can... You can read this in a short afternoon when you just want a little fix of something fun and a little scary. I adore this book. Perfect. Five out of five.
1: Oh, you love to hear it here on Genre Junkies. Um, thank you all for listening. We really appreciate you sticking with us. Sorry we missed an episode there. I'm sure you understand the world is an imperfect place. Um, thank you, Scott. Thank you, Sandra. Please be kind to your home. It has feelings. Do it a favor, and when you read past your bedtime, read aloud so your house can hear.